Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Hello and welcome to the Five Yard Dynasty Show. My name is Hannah. I will be your host for this week. First solo pod for a couple of weeks. Last week we had the crossover show with the Fast Action Friday guys and the flagship show guys. Um, so if you hadn't had a chance to check that out, I would head over, particularly because Stocks had some great info on the 2024 prospects coming up for the next lot of rookie drafts. So I would certainly head over there and take a listen to that just to give you a bit more info for those guys coming through. Anyway, obviously week eight is now in the books. Week nine is fast approaching. So let's take a look at what happened in week eight. As usual, let's take a look at those top scorers who gave us those great points this week. So looking at the quarterback position, Sam Howell got in there as quarterback one. He scored 31 points on the week. Josh Allen there at quarterback two with 29 points and creeping in at quarterback three with 28 points, Dak Prescott. He's had a couple of good weeks recently. He can be a little bit up and down, but be interesting to see if he can maintain his good showing. Running back, looking at one of those rookies at running back one, Jameer Gibbs, 29.9 PPR points. He had an absolutely fantastic outing with David Montgomery out. We're going to be chatting about him a little bit later on in our rookie watch segment. Running back to the ever-faithful, always up there, Christian McCaffrey with 29.8 PPR points. And running back three this week, having three touchdowns and getting him into the top scorers, Gus Edwards with 29.4 PPR points. Looking at uh, wide receiver, if you had that uh, CD Lamb stack with Dak, that really helped you out because he was wide receiver one this week with 41 PPR points. Wide receiver two with three touchdowns on four 
Um, receptions, DeAndre Hopkins with 34.8 PPR points. Will Levis is obviously now in. Again, another guy we'll be chatting about later, um, but maybe he's going to increase DeAndre Hopkins' value a little bit. I can't see him having a monster performance like this um, on a regular basis, but hopefully he might give us some more points than he has been so far. And then in at wide receiver three, AJ Brown having an absolutely fantastic season. He scored you 33 PPR points. Taking a look at tight end, again, an absolute jumble uh, this year. Just not getting any consistency really from, from anyone. Um, tight end one this week, Trey McBride, 25.5 PPR points. Absolutely massive outing. Um, again, a guy we'll be talking about a little bit in a bit. Tight end two, George Kittle. 23.9 PPR points. He often feasts when Debo or one of the uh, skill players is out. So hopefully, um, you know, interesting to see what happens as and when Debo gets back. They're on bye this week, so we're not going to be seeing much from them until after that. And then tight end three, TJ Hawkinson with 20.8 PPR points. Obviously, some massive news with that team this week, which we'll discuss in a moment. Um, but hopefully, um, he'll be able to stay fantasy relevant despite some changes on offense there. So taking a look at the big news, as I've just uh, hinted at there, the biggest news this week, Kirk Cousins suffering an Achilles injury. Absolutely devastated for him and for the team. This team is obviously based on a high throwing volume from Kirk Cousins. Um, you know, they are the kind of most pass heavy team uh, in the league this season. And unfortunately, now they've just lost Kirk Cousins, which is, means that they're probably going to have to change how they fundamentally work. They have, of course, traded for Josh Dobbs, which I suspect will become the starter um, after this week. They've already said that he won't be playing this week, but I really won't be surprised to see him in a couple of weeks' time taking the field. Obviously, this means all of the skilled position players will get a downgrade just by not having Kurt there and probably them doing a little bit less passing. But I don't think they will have absolutely zero fantasy relevance. I think Dobbs will be able to keep them afloat. He has shown that he can support Hollywood Brown and others on that Arizona team for fantasy and I would hope that he can continue to do that in uh, with the Vikings once he gets settled there and I do think Kevin O'Connell um, is a good head coach and I think he should be able to create a scheme that will work for Dobbs and keep this offense functional. Other injuries just to be aware of and to note, Matthew Stafford suffered, suffered a dislocated thumb this week. Um, he's He's said to be day-to-day, -day, but I do wonder whether they hold him out this week because they do have a bye week next week. Obviously, if he is out, that is a downgrade to his pass catchers, Cooper Cup and uh, Puka Nakua. Um, and so uh, we need to keep an eye on that and see whether he's going to be playing or not. Drake London, he suffered an injury this week, questionable to play this week. So worth keeping an eye on that. Obviously, they've made the switch over to Taylor Heineke as the starting quarterback, uh, which hopefully will mean that uh, the rest of these skill position players will be slightly more fantasy relevant than they were with Desmond Ridder. So I'll be interested to see how this team functions with Heineke in this week. Darren Waller, he's been had this kind of 
hamstring injury on and off all season and unfortunately he suffered a setback there and he is expected to miss multiple weeks. He was just getting going in this offence as well, starting to give us some fantasy production, so that's really disappointing. Um, unfortunately, I can't say that I have faith in any of the other skill position players at the moment because this whole offence is just really struggling. Obviously, Daniel Jones has been out for some time, although he struggled before he went out as well. Tyrod Taylor now injured. Um, so it's a little bit of a mess over there at the moment. Another team that's a little bit of a mess on offense at the moment, the Patriots, Kendrick Bourne, kind of the only fantasy relevant player really on that team, aside from maybe Ramondre um, this season, has gone down with an ACL tear. Um, this has meant that really, aside from Ramondre, I have very little interest on any, in anyone else. Mac Jones was already struggling and now they've lost Kendrick Bourne and they're kind of stuck with a higgledy-piggledy um, wide receiver room. Obviously, there's a lot of kind of excitement around uh, Pop Douglas. Um, he is their slot receiver and he may see uh, some more work and kind of be a bit more ingrained in this offence. But in reality, I think he's not going to be anything more than a flex play, if that. Some more interesting news over the last couple of days. Mike McDaniel and Dave Ziegler were fired as the head coach and the GM of the Las Vegas Raiders. Not totally unsurprising that it went this way, but quite surprising it was this early in the season. As a result, they've decided to bench Jimmy G. I think in the kind of similar vein to Derek Carr last season, they don't want to risk another injury and then having to do an injury payout. I think ultimately they'll be moving off from, on from him in the off-season and they're looking to start Aidan O'Connell going forward. Look, he is a rookie. He's going to have his struggles, so not ideal for the offence, but Jimmy G was absolutely no... Um, you know, fancy use anyway. So maybe they might um, try and target um, Devontae Adams a bit more and that may help. But again, with this rookie, we just have to be aware and careful with the, the skill position players on this team moving forward. Here we are, week nine, back on bye weeks again. This week, there's actually a number of fancy relevant uh, teams on a bye. So the 49ers, the Lions and the Jaguars, and then also the Broncos. So whose stock went up this week or over the, this set of the season? Um, the first guy that I think is a true stock up player is Chubba Hubbard. There were murmurings that the Panthers were unhappy with Mal Sanders' production as they were going into the bye week. I know he'd been suffering some injuries, but he hadn't been doing a vast amount before that. And I felt that Hubbard performed quite admirably during Sanders' absence due to injury. And coming out of the bye the team appeared to have decided to give the lead back role to Chubba Hubbard. This week, Hubbard played 67% of the snaps and he had a 70% running back opportunity share. So it does seem like he truly has the lead back role there. He didn't do a great deal with it as he finished as the running back 37 on the week. But the lead back role in any offence does hold some value in fantasy because we do know that with the running back position, volume is king. As a result, if Hubbard does manage to keep this role and the volume associated with it going forward, I think he's definitely going to have weekly flex value, certainly with upside if he's able to put a good showing together. I would kind of be looking at matchups as well here. If you've got a good matchup, I would definitely think that he would have um, some good upside there. I do think this is going to be a one season only gig. So if I am rebuilding and I've got him on my roster, I'll be waiting for a week where he has a strong performance and then look to try and sell him to a contender or someone who needs running back help, ideally for a second round pick if I can. Another guy whose stock went shooting up this week, Trey McBride had a fantastic week. Obviously, Zach Ertz was placed on IR and he took kind of the lead tight end job 
and he basically ran with it this week. He finished as the tight end one on the week, as I mentioned earlier. He ran a route on 88% of dropbacks, so he was on the field for the second most time, only to Hollywood Brown. And he saw the largest target share on the team this week at 39%, which equated to 14 targets and 10 receptions. I think it's, un well, it's highly unlikely that he's going to see this level of production every week, but I think he's going to be the second or at worst the third target on this team. And I think he's going to be likely some sort of tight end one on a weekly basis. The other piece of good news for him is obviously that Kyler Murray is going to look to return in the next couple of weeks because they have activated him off IR. So I do think this will give all of the skill position players on this team a little bit of a boost. The next guy in stock up, Daryl Henderson. He was sat at home without a job just three weeks ago. But then obviously Karen Williams suffered his injury in Los Angeles and they were forced to look for help. And who better for them to turn to than a running back who is familiar with the system and was with them there in the last season. With this familiarity, he did hit the ground running and he has seen the largest role in this back backfield since he has uh, joined the team. He is still splitting snaps with Royce Freeman. The snaps are reasonably about 50-50, but he is seeing the higher running back opportunity share. This week he had a 58% opportunity share to Freeman's 35%. And this last two weeks they've seen him finish as the running back 19 and the running back 17. So this makes him a weekly startable running back option while ever Kyron Williams is out. Obviously, we know that Kyron is going to come back at some point. So this value boost is only temporary, as I think it's highly likely that Kyron Williams will take the lead role back once he is healthy. So again, if someone in your league is looking for a running back for bye week fill-ins, I would certainly pounce and try and send him their way. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Another guy whose stock went up this week, Khalil Shakia. So Dawson Knox's injury not only seemed to benefit Dalton Kincaid, but also Khalil Shakia. With Knox, the Bills, and when he was healthy, the Bills were using, um, you know, more 12 personnel. But now Knox being out, they're using less of that and they're looking to more three wide receiver sets with a single tight end on the field. As a result, Shakir saw more playing time and obviously benefited from this. Throughout the season, he has gradually um, played more. So originally, Deontay Harty was this wide receiver three um, on the team, but he seems to have supplanted him now. And Shakir is currently the wide receiver three on the team. He does play exclusively from the slot. So his best matchups will be against defences that struggle against slot wide receivers. Um, so I do think he's going to see more playing time on Knox is out and certainly is a startable option, particularly in advantageous matchups and in PPR leagues. 
So let's take a look at some stock down players, some players that have been struggling this week or through the start of the season. The first guy I think we have to discuss is Damian Pierce. There was a lot of hype in the off and pre-season that Damian Pierce was going to see this unicorn three-down role in the Houston offence this season. Fortunately, it just hasn't played out this way and Pierce has struggled. He's had 50 or more rushing yards only once this season. And although he was running a small number of routes at the beginning of the season, this has totally fizzled out now over the past couple of weeks and, it, and he's had zero um, routes run over these recent two weeks. It just seems to me that the team, they're just not overly happy with, with his performance so far. Um, as in week six and eight, we did see an increase in workload for Devin Singletree. It seems now that they're equally splitting the running back opportunity share over the past two weeks. But Singletree has seen one more red zone carry than Damian Pierce. Without this lead role or any receiving work, I do feel like Pierce basically becomes valueless for fantasy. Um, and again, over the past two weeks, he's finished as the running back 47 and 51. The other concern that I have is that he wasn't drafted by this regime and I'm not totally sure that he totally fits with what they do. Um, so I think there's a high probability that they're going to look to move on from him after this season. So this, for me, tanks his value, really. You know, he's not giving us the fantasy performances so that we can sell him. And I don't have the confidence that he's going to be the starter there next season. Now, there is a chance that he moves on somewhere and is a bit more productive. Um, but at the moment, I think he is kind of a, a force hold. Um, if there is a week where he manages to get multiple touchdowns and he has an acceptable fantasy performance, I would be looking to see if anybody uh, would be interested in, in taking him on. The next guy who's stocked down, um, I actually spoke about his backfield running mate in the stock up uh, section, Miles Sanders, another running back whose value just seems to have totally collapsed. Um, after the bye, the team, they said that Hubbard would get a bigger role and they weren't wrong. Uh, this week, Sanders was limited to literally just two rush attempts and he went for zero yards and he also ran zero routes. With this current usage, Sanders does have absolutely no value. I would monitor his usage over the next one to two weeks, but if it does remain low, if you have a short bench league, I do think I would consider him droppable because if he's having this, you know, very limited role in the offense, absolutely nobody is going to be interested in him. And I'm not convinced that he's going to land or anywhere next season where people are going to give him a significant enough role for him to be valuable. Um, again, you know, these longer bench leagues, I would certainly be holding him and seeing what he does. But short bench leagues, I can't afford to hold someone who has no value for me. So I think I'm probably going to have to be looking to drop him. Another guy who stopped drop this week, Desmond Ridder. He has been struggling in the last five games. He's turned the ball over 10 times and scored just six touchdowns. Last week, he was taken out and evaluated for a concussion early in the game but he didn't return despite being cleared to play. And now they've announced that he's been benched for Taylor Heineke. As the NFC South is so poor, the Falcons are in fact top of the division and they will feel that they're true contenders to make the playoffs. As a, as a result, they just can't afford for Ridder to continue to turn the ball over and lose some games like they were. So I think if, if Heineke plays well, I think there's a high chance that we just don't see Ridder play again this season. Um, you know, and ultimately, I think he's going to be a, a backup uh, in this league. So going from starter to backup has plummeted his dynasty value. And I think, again, I don't think anybody would be interested in buying him at the moment. 
Another guy I just really want to mention um, in the stock down segment, again, he's a guy where I don't feel it's a true stock down, but actually, a, a, you know, a, a buy low at this point, And that's Chris Alave. He hasn't quite performed as expected this season. We know he's a talented wide receiver. And we all thought that in the offseason, including me, that he would be the wide receiver one on this offense and absolutely dominate targets and be this firm you know, low wide receiver one, high wide receiver two every week. Um, he is still the wide receiver one on this team and he's getting the highest wide receiver target share most weeks, but he's outperformed his ADP only once this season. And that was week one where he finished as the wide receiver 11. Since then, he's really struggled and he's finished as the oh, a wide receiver two just three times. Look, Carr did suffer that shoulder injury at the beginning of the season and he played particularly conservative, um, you know, uh, pass, doing all those passes to uh, the running backs. But I also think that Carr and Alave just don't seem to be totally on the same page. Um, we saw that um, week where Alave stopped on a route and how mad Carr got with him about that. And then he seems to have over and or underthrown him on multiple occasions. The, also, the ball is being spread around much wider than we expected. You know, Kamara, Michael Thomas, Rashid Shahid, and the tight ends are all getting their fair share, which reduces the number of targets available to Alave and limiting his ceiling. This isn't a true stock down. Like I said earlier, I think it's more of a buy opportunity because um, I really feel like he is talented and ultimately talent will ring out win out but if a contender is getting fed up with Alave's production now is the time to try and swoop in and buy in. Let's move on to my favourite segment Rookie Watch uh, who has had great performances in week eight that, that we want to talk about and keep an eye on going into week nine. Obviously the first guy we have to talk about is Will Le Levis. How can we not talk about his debut this week? In his first ever start he threw for 238 yards and four touchdowns finishing as the QB six on the week. He has an absolute cannon for an arm and didn't that show up. But he has yet to show that he can dink and dunk up and down the field based on that performance. Obviously, I know they played on Thursday night football. Um, so it'd be interesting to see how he's he's got on there. Um, 11 of his 19 completions, you know, in his first start were either behind the line of scrimmage or more than 20 yards down the field. And to me, it's just not a way that you can live in the NFL. I'm really, really interested to see how he performs over the next few weeks. I think he did put up a reasonable performance yesterday, but obviously they did lose. I'm really interested to see how things continue and whether he can consistently move the ball in the NFL and become a starting quarterback. The guy that I mentioned in the uh, best performers of the week, Jameer Gibbs, he's been the lead back in Detroit over the past few weeks since uh, Montgomery has been out. And boy, has he performed this week like I said earlier, finished as the overall running back one. And that was with 152 rushing yards, five receptions for 52 yards and a rushing touchdown. It's clear that the team has started to trust him more and he's getting settled into the NFL and into this uh, offense. An absolute smash play whilst Montgomery is out. But I'm really, really interested to see how this backfield is now going to shake out when Montgomery is back. Um, you know, Monty was playing really well prior to the injury. And even with him out, Craig Reynolds has taken all of the inside of the five carries. So Monty will likely continue with this role when he gets back. But really interested to see how they're going to split the carries moving forward. 
another guy that we have to talk about um you know i think he kind of already broke out a couple of weeks ago with Knox going on ir but since we've had the crossover show i haven't mentioned him yet so i have to mention him Dalton kincaid he's obviously been busy showing people why buffalo drafted him since Knox has been on ir this week he finished as a tight end seven with seven targets five receptions for 65 yards and a touchdown He's seeing all of the tight end work with Knox out, making him a clear weekly tight end one. I'm interested to see what happens when Knox comes back off IR, whether they've now got an excuse to say, right, we're going to continue with these uh, in this 11 personnel and just keep one tight end on the field, hopefully Kincaid, or whether they're going to revert back to 12 personnel and Kincaid is kind of going to lose that value a little bit and get a bit less work. So something to look out for as and when Knox comes back off injury. That's all I have for this week, Rush Nation. I hope you found this interesting and got some uh, information that's useful to you. Um, I hope you have a great week and enjoy week nine. Um, I will see you uh, next week. Otherwise, keep rushing. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.